I'd like to thank Aaron K for sponsoring this week's Torah content. June is less than a month away, which means that I'll soon be transitioning into summer writing mode with more Substack articles and fewer recorded shirim. The bulk of these articles will remain free. However, if you would like to support my Torah and access additional spicy written content, consider becoming a paid subscriber by going to rabbishnewest.substack.com. Okay, so let, let's first of all clarify what this shear is and what it isn't and why it is and why it isn't. Okay, so with the shear, <laughs> with the shear is not uh, is it's not going to be a full treatment of the topic of the Dohar or Kabbalah. I wanted to do that, um, and I had several attempts at like doing that at Shalhavit, but I the more I learned about it, the more I realized that there's a really multifaceted question, and I don't feel equipped to like go into the whole thing. So it's not that. It's also not even a question of. Um, it's not a direct question of who the author of the Zohar was. Okay. It will touch on that, but that's not the main question. Okay. So that's the second thing that it's not. And third thing is that this is not my own stuff. Okay. So what we're going to, the game plan after we do a brief introduction is going to be to read this essay, uh, called Ha'im Yesh Okay. Is there an obligation to believe that the Zohar was written by Shimon Bar Yochai? Okay. And that's by Rabbi Mark Shapiro. Have you heard of Mark Shapiro? Okay, so he wrote a bunch of books in English. Uh, Wikipedia article says he is, um, <laughs> what, Wikipedia's reliable first of all, I guess. <laughs> uh, he's uh, received his uh, bachelor's degree at Brandeis University. That's not important to us. His PhD at Harvard University, and he, where he was the last PhD student of Professor Isidore Tversky. Now, do you know who he is? Okay, right, so he was the son-in-law of the Rav. He was a Hasidic Rebbe, but also the professor, uh, professor of, other Wikipedia article, Hebrew literature and philosophy at Harvard. Very odd position to be a Hasidic Rebbe and professor of uh, Hebrew literature and philosophy at Harvard. Most known for his book, um, An Introduction to the Code of Maimonides, which is about the Mishnah Torah. And then he did his doctoral work on the Rivet. Okay, very good stuff. It's all in, in English. Uh, you know, very, very respected. Uh, He's also the father of Rabbi Meir and Rav Moshe Tversky, um, who are Rosh Hashim and YU. So, uh, this rabbi, uh, Mark Shapiro, was his last PhD student, and then he got smicha from Rabbi Ephraim Greenblatt, who is a Talmud of Rav Moshe, who is the postdoc of uh, Northwest Yeshiva High School, um, who is from Memphis. Um, so, so good, like, um, pedigree. <laughs> okay, right? Um, so the reason why I have to build up his pedigree is because he did write books that are considered to be controversial. Uh, the biggest one being one that uh, I'm reading right now called The Limits of Orthodox Theology, Maimonides' 13 Principles Reappraised. Uh, which is basically where he goes through each of the Ikarim. Yeah, where he goes through each of the Ikarim and he shows all of the disagreements from contemporary authorities with the Raman. Uh, and it's a very well-researched book. Uh, this is the book that I told you in the Q&A that a certain rabbi said, when someone asked him, uh, is, uh, should I read it? He said, it's not worth the amount of energy that it would take to strike a match to burn it. <laughs> I found it, it's been worthwhile to read, but I also haven't gotten to his like, conclusions, you know, um, but it's a very interesting book. And if you need a book on sources for things that are in disagreement with Ram Zikarin, like he is, a, seems to be like a master of marshalling sources. Um, so very, very good resource. And that's kind of why I mentioned that what I wanted to do for this year is what I do with a lot of Shirim is like find the primary sources and give my own take on it. But as I was reading it, it was just so well presented that like, I feel like it's better to let him speak and then let us discuss than for me to just like like just pull out quotes and then say stuff. 
Also, I want this to be to go in different directions. Like this is going to touch on issues of methodology, of like philosophy, of you know a bunch of other stuff like that. And so I feel like uh, you know hopefully this will be like a springboard for discussion. Um, okay, so what we're going to start with is a basic question. Okay, and I don't mean to shame anyone because I didn't know the answer to this. Uh, what is the Zohar? Okay. What is it? Is it Okay, so you're answering the question in the way that I was hoping people would answer it, which is what kind of book is the Zohar? Okay, so you're part right and part wrong. I just want to go with like parts. Okay, you're part right and part wrong. Okay, parts of it go by parts. What else do you know about? It? Just all the stuff we know about it. We're not going to talk about all that stuff, but like what? Okay, right. So is it? Uh, let, let's let, let's let's uh, frame the question. Right, it's attributed to Rabbi Bar Yochai. Right, who lived uh, approximately when? Looking at my computer right now. <laughs> <laughs> I would forget which century Tana he was. He was during the second Mishnah. He was. He was. Of course, I knew this. He was said to be active during the destruction of the Second Temple in 70 CE. So, so he's second century Tana Edix age. Okay, so second century. Okay. Yeah, and uh, when was so the Zohar is attributed to him? When was it? Um, published Thir uh, 13th century i think so well actually you, you might be right between the late 1200s and like the early 1300s okay and who published it uh no no what who is Luria? that's the arizal revitzhak uh, luria who is uh later on was the next wave of kabbalah I mean, maybe there was Lurias back then too, but that's not Ramosa de Leon. Right. <laughs> okay, right. Ramosa de Leon. So, so undisputed, I'm I'm like 99.9% .9 sure. Undisputed is the fact that the Zohar made no appearance before Ramosa de Leon. No, undisputed, he's the one who published it. Okay. And undisputed that he claimed that it was written by Shimon Bar Yochai. Okay. Um, but anyone else know what else like the Zohar is? One, two, three. Yeah, we have enough. Um, claims to be like Okay, so that's a good question. Okay, this is one of the things that I don't know, right? Because when we talk about Kabbalah, like, uh, and I said, well, where do you see Kabbalah in the in Chazal, right? So the natural inclination is to point to Matzimrakav and Matzabreshis, which is dealt with in the second parak of Chagiga, uh, which are the two esoteric branches of Torvalpeh-ish teachings. Uh, Torvalpeh-ish, I say that meaning that they're not halakhic, but they were passed down, and they're halakhic regarding how they're transmitted. So it is Balpeh, but like, yeah. Is that given Moshe, that? Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> this, is one of the, this is one of the addendum things for a Ram and Patiya that I want to bring up, but uh, if we have time. Um, and uh, But here's the thing, is that, so like, that's clearly esoteric teachings that are given and passed down in a very, very specific way. But whether or not any given thing that calls itself Kabbalah claims to be that or something else is a very, very like, uh, that's a question. You know, for example, like there are um, uh, claims by later Kabbalists that they got other revelations that they don't claim to be, you know, from that Masora or that they claim supersede that Masora, you know? Mm -hmm. So 
this is one question in my mind, like what does the Zohar claim to be a repository of, you know? Um, and I think in my youthful days when I was fiery and, and I crusaded, then um, then uh, then I think I, like a lot of my arguments were based on the assumption that the Zohar claimed to be much recovered much of and uh, but I, I'm no longer certain of that. Yeah. Oh, the other secret reason, which is not secret because I'm recording, for why I'm not giving my own share on this is um, is like Rabbi Moskowitz would always say for certain things. It's like if I gave a share on this, then I'd wake up and find a burning mug in David on my lawn. You know, <laughs> like I'd rather just read what he's saying and let like this is not my opinion. This is his opinion, and we are just exploring what he says. But like I and I generally don't have like my own opinion on all these matters. I mean, I'm clearly inclined in certain ways, but like. I, I don't have like he's an expert on this. I'm I'm not, so we're just going to blame him for everything. Okay, Perfect. yeah. Okay, so let's go through what the Zohar is, and th th this is a sheet that's in point point nine size font because I wanted to make it all in one sheet. <laughs> we're not going to read through this together, but this is just so you, at a glance you can see what the Zohar is. Okay, so this is from Gershon Sholem. Have you heard of Gershon Sholem? No. He was the first academic to study the Zohar as uh, an actual like legitimate text okay and by that i mean i think that before he um before he studied the zohar sorry before he started yeah studying the zohar it was viewed as like folklore that no one took seriously in the sense of like like academics didn't take it seriously he was an academic and he spent his whole life studying the zohar this is from a book called major trends in jewish mysticism which i'm halfway through one of the many books on that shelf that i'm halfway through that i read during the the, the cabin excursion uh there's 10 lectures two of them are on the zohar first one is on the like origins of the zohar and the second is on the contents um, and so this is section two. So I, I'm, we're not gonna read the whole thing. I'm gonna read the beginning. We'll skim through and then we'll read the end. So he says, at first sight, the existence of multiple writings of apparently very different character, loosely assembled under the title of the Zohar, seem to leave no argument against the view that they do not, that they do in fact belong to different writers and different periods. Our first task therefore must be to examine more closely the major components which make up the five full volumes of Zoharic literature. These may be summarized under the following headings. Okay, so we're gonna skim this part. Okay, so number one, uh, we're going to skim some and read others. Number one, uh, A, a bulky part which has no specific title and fully composed of discursive commentaries on various passages from the Torah. Um, B, Sipraditsnyutsa, Book of Concealment, a document of only six pages containing a sort of commentary on passages from the first six chapters of Genesis, which form a single section in the synagogical division of the Torah. Okay, so that's like maybe my Sabratius, because it's commenting on the first the six chapters of Genesis. Does that mean parches? Partial gracious, yeah. Partial gracious, okay. Um, well, no, the first six chapters of Safer Gracious. Right. Oh, you mean because of the, of the synagogue? Yeah, yeah it, might, it might be the first six alios. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, I, I don't know. See, uh, Idra Rabba or Greater Assembly. Um, okay. Under this head, the oracular hints and allusions of the preceding chapter are now fully developed and explained. Shimon Bar Yochai assembles his faithful followers in order to reveal to them the mysteries hitherto hidden from their eyes. Each in turn rises to speak and is praised by the master. The composition of this part is architecturally perfect. Okay, blah, blah, blah. D, Idruzuta, the lesser assembly. Here, the death of Shimon Bar Yochai is described in the same dramatic fashion, and the lengthy speech is quoted in which he sums up the mysteries of the great Idra at the time introducing certain novel specifications. Which, by the way, the fact that this is describing his death. I was going to say, it's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, why? Because he wrote it. Yeah, if he wrote it right. So, so I mean, in the you'd explain that in different ways in the narrative. Just like note that. Okay. E Idra did uh Oh, and by the way, the reason why I'm reading all these titles is hopefully if you've had experience like reading things, you will have seen these things quoted and you'll have the same experience I have, which is oh, that's part of the Zohar. I always thought it was some Hasidic work. I always thought it was some author on I didn't know, you know. So I don't know if you've had that experience yet, but um uh, Idra de Be Mashkana, 
is assembly on the occasion of a lecture in conjunction with the Torah section concerning the tabernacle. Okay, so that's the Mishkan. Uh, I was supposed to say I, lowercase I. Hepalot, a description of the seven palaces of light perceived by the soul of the devout after his death or by the intervision of the mystic during prayer. You guys know what Hepalot literature is? Yeah. So Hepalot literature is the genre of Kabbalistic texts that predated the Zohar. And it was it was different classes of mystical midrashim that we don't we don't have like full version of like authoritative texts. And the question is, what were they? Were they allegorical? Were they like descriptions of meditation? Were they mystical states that you can send your soul through through doing like certain activities? Were they like magic? So all we know is that there were these texts and like there are different takes on it. And you know who wrote them? We don't even know who wrote them. We, they were attributed to other Tanaim also. Yeah. Uh, like I think Rabbi Nechunia ben Hakana is one of the major ones. Um, so those were floating around, and this seems to be, according to his description. Again, I'm relying on his description here. I haven't read this so hard, but uh, of that nature. Okay, G Raza de Razin, the Secretum Secretorum. Uh, here we find separate pieces on physiognomy and chiromancy. Bonus points if anyone can tell me what those mean. Yeah. So physiognomy is face reading, okay, the mystical art of face reading, and chiromancy? Uh, back reading? No, back. no. Uh, that, that's interesting. I wonder what the uh, what the connection is between yeah. chiropractic. So I believe it's palm reading, mm -hmm. okay? Oh. Yeah, chiromancy. Um, yeah. Uh, evidently, two parallel attempts to deal with the subject in different ways. Uh, one chapter is completely anonymous. The other employs the customary stage setting with Sumi Bayochai and his pupils in the foreground. Five, Sava, the old man. It's weird to have that, isn't that like, with the Israel Reiser? Um, so did I, oh, you weren't there on Shabbos when I divulged a secret book I have in my book closet called Tamim Tihir, which is by a Kabbalist, which goes through all of the forms of Kabbalistic magic that are mutter and why you have Hitarium for them, and then all the ones that are usher and like how to tell the difference. So if you believe in Kabbalistic magic, I used to have a hobby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, so presumably these are being said as mudra things. And look, I mean, look, I mean, you know, if I told you that hypnosis and psychoanalysis and IFS are ushered because they're reading your soul, like you're not going to say those are the types of magic. So maybe palm yeah. reading is the same thing. Yeah. 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 Right. Okay. All right. Mm. <laughs> Sava, uh, the old man, a romantic story centering on the speech made by the mysterious old man. I love this description. Under the beggarly appearance of a donkey driver, reveals himself to Shimon Baruchai's pupils as one of the greatest Kabbalists, a literary fiction which is also employed in many of the tales of which Part A is compounded. Um, the speaker's elaborately styled discourse deals mainly with the mysteries of the soul, the roots of which he traces in the legal code of the Torah concerning the treatment of the human, the Hebrew uh, slave. Okay, I Yanuka, yeah. Um. Her, um, one after E. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that is for sure not written by Rishon Magpai, right? I mean, that's... Why? Because it's by other people. Oh. Um, I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh, because you could say that he wrote it in the name of other people. Oh, maybe I was talking about G. G. I was talking about G. Uh, not by him. No, 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 it's him and his pupils in the foreground. So maybe he wrote about, like, same way, like in the Gemara, like they wrote about, you know, so and so said to so and so. Uh -huh. Yeah. Oh, Hekalot, I thought you said, was written by. Was so Hekalot literature was beforehand, but this Hekalot part of the Zohar 
uh, might be might be new, just of the same nature. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One one could argue that if you hold that it's from from human side, then um, the Hegel literature that was that was floating around after was like could have come, could have been inspired by the Zohar, but then just like the Zohar was like lost or whatever. One right. Yeah, yeah. It's really really hard also because a lot of these texts were not written down because they were. Uh, Kabbalistic in nature, you know, it's like you just have fragments and stuff. It wasn't like published. Um, okay, uh, we did the Sava, um, and the reason why I want, I'm reading all these, which I'll summarize at the end. The Yanuka, the child, the story of an infant prodigy and its own discourse on the mysteries of the Torah and the saying of grace after meals. Okay. Hey, Rav Misivta, head of the academy, a description of a visionary journey through paradise undertaken by the members of the circle and a discourse on one of the heads of the Celestial Academy on the destinies of the soul, particularly in the other world. Uh, El Sistre Torah. <laughs> is this part that's also to write down? <laughs> uh, secrets of Torah, allegorical and mystical interpretations of some passages in Torah with a tendency towards theosophy and mystical psychology. I look through what theosophy is. I think that's another form of magic. Let me check it out. Theosophy is... mystical psychology. What was that? What is mystical psychology? It's a part of... Oh, no. <laughs> Okay, this is probably not the theosophy, a religion established in the United States during the late 19th century, founded by the Russian immigrant Helena Bolotovsky. All right, let's look at theosophy disambiguation. Theosophical Kabbalah, that's one entry, the stream of Kabbalah that seeks to understand and describe the divine realm, like angels and such, I guess. Like serials? Might be, might be. Um, M. uh, Masnissen. Uh, Mission is in Tosefta. This is an interesting part. These chapters show a deliberate attempt to follow the characteristically laconic style. I had to look up laconic. It means terse. Yeah. Uh, of the second. Yeah, it is right. Terse is shorter. Yeah. Uh, of the second century halakha companion known as the mission of Tosefta, though, of course, on a purely Kabbalistic basis, these are apparently meant to serve as brief introductions to the lengthy speeches and discourses on a part based on the sections of the Torah, just as the Mishnah with its brief passages serves as introduction to the discussions of the Talmud. The mystical Mishnahs are anonymous and written in a high-flown style. They seem to express some sort of heaven, a revelation of heavenly voices. And Zohar to the Song of Songs, okay, is a uh, a uh, purely Kabbalistic commentary to the first verses of, King, of the Song of Solomon. Okay, O Kav Hamida, the mystical standard of measure. Okay, uh, that's on Shema. P Sisre Osio, secrets of the letters, a Kabbalistic model by Rabbi Shimon on the letters which occur in the names of God and on the origins of creation. Q, a commentary with no, uh, for which no t- title is applied on Ezekiel's vision of the Merkava. Might say Merkava candidate. R Midrash Hanelam, um, uh, a mystical Midrash on the Torah. Okay, and other figures of the Talmud. S. Midrash Anelam on the book of Rus, you know, because Genesis Rus. Um, Raya Nehemna, the faithful shepherd, a Kabbalist interpretation on the commandments and prohibitions of the Torah. U. Tikkuni Dohar, a new commentary on the first section of the Torah, divided into 70 chapters, of which begins a new interpretation of the first word, Breshis. Uh, in this print, uh, in print, this part constitutes a separate bibliological, a bibliographical unit, and V, further additions to the last mentioned. Okay, so before we read on, the reason why I want to mention this is you see there's a diverse range of con- content styles, like, you know, what it's claiming to do, what it's claiming to be in the Zohar. It's not a monolithic work. And that's what I felt like I wanted you to see with your own eyes, like just from the summaries of the sections. Okay. Um, and this is how you can get stuff like you'll find people quoting the Zohar for like commentaries on the narrative portions of Torah, but also for halakhic things, you know, and for magic you know, and for demons and for angels, it's just tons of stuff. Okay. Now for the sake, yeah. Who wrote this? Gershon Sholem. Yeah. Yeah. Now, and because of that, 
Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Aziz Lahathi, let's just read what he theorizes about the unity of the Zohar, which is these last two paragraphs, or these last couple of paragraphs, even though we're not going to dwell on that. These are the main components of the Zohar, and this is another reason why I want you to have this sheet like to put in your like bookshelf, okay? Um, these are the main components of the Zohar, i.e. all except a few brief texts of little importance and some forged parts, imitations of the main work written at a much later time and only partially incorporated into the printed editions. In the published volumes of the Zohar, these writings cover about 2,400 closely printed pages, which is very long, by the way, uh, of which only about half are contained in English translation. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Upon closer examination, these writings themselves and their relation to each other, it becomes plain that they must be divided into two groups, key point. One includes the first 18 items of our list, among which, however, the two sections of the Midrash Hanelam occupy a special position. The last three items form a second group, which differs radically from the first. Here's the thesis. Of the first 18 items which make up the first group and may be said to constitute what is to all intents and purposes the real Zohar, it can definite, be definitely asserted that they are the work of one author. It is neither true that they are, were written at different periods or by different authors, nor is it possible to detect different historical layers within the various parts themselves. Here and there, a sentence or a few words may have been added at some later date, but in the main, the distinction, still popular with some writers, between the so-called authentic parts and subsequent interpolations does not bear serious investigation. The truth is that the general impression left by these writings is of one surprising uniformity, despite their wealth of color, the physiognomy, now he's using it differently, he's using it figuratively, the physiognomy of their author is more or less clearly reflected in all of them, and the picture which emerges is that of a distinctive personality with all its strengths and weaknesses, both as a thinker and as a writer. Evidence of this identity is to be found in the language of the book, its literary style, and last but not least, in the doctrine which it sets forth. And the whole rest of his lecture is giving evidence for the, that claim. Okay, that is his, his belief. The first 18 sections is one author. Whether you say it's Moshe de Leon or Shimon Bar Yochai, that's what he deals with. Okay, and that's what we're gonna indirectly deal with. And then the rest of it is uh, is not. And um, and the reason why I say you should know this is because look at the last three, Raya Mehemna Tikune Zohar, I see that quoted a lot, okay? And uh, in fact, out of everything, those are the parts I see quoted by name the most when they don't just say Zohar. So according to him, that's not part of the main Zohar. Whether you accept that or not, you'll have to research on your own. Okay, so that's like an overview of what the Zohar is. And I felt like that was the most responsible way to start because <laughs> no one knows what the Zohar is. Yeah, okay, oh, yes. That, um, Ryan and yeah. Like, that's where all the uh, uh, Ryan, yeah, yes, uh, could be, except unless there's other stuff on yeah, like um, the commands and prohibitions. Yeah, uh, here you go. Here's three, and here's four. Um, ignore the highlights or don't ignore them. <laughs> uh, okay, so, uh, let us read this. How and can we'll, I, how can I ignore them? I know, right? <laughs> yeah, actually, you, know you can do you can tell me if I cross anything out. Mm, no, I, I only had. I gave him my copy. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 you I haven't read that part of the Zohar. Yeah. So again, our goal here, <laughs> our goal here is to read and use this as a platform for discussion. And uh, and we might skip some parts, uh, but and I kind of want to focus on the first-hand sources. But he does such a good job of like leading us into them and framing them that we got to read all of it. Or we gotta read like we gotta uh, like look look at all this. All right, Yedua Shabizman Tofas Sefer Zohar Nechluku Raboseno Altivov Alzehus Mechabro. So it's known that at the time of the appearance of the Zohar, our rabbis were divided about its nature on, on the identity of its author. Now that point itself is worth mentioning because it is worth mentioning that the Zohar was not unanimously accepted when it first came out, and Gershon Sholem in his lecture goes into like what exactly people thought of it. 
And I think I've told some, when we were doing the wrong videos, I told you about the guy who used to come around uh, who went to the Vatican, right? So I'll, I'll repeat the story for, for, you know, for those who weren't here is that there's this, uh, I think it's the Otar Gaonim. I think it's that stuff. So, you know, the Vatican has a bunch of Jewish texts, right? That they're, they're hoarding, right? Uh, and they won't let it out, but I guess they allow scholars to go in and like study them. And I guess during this time, then this guy who used to, uh, this guy who had a photographic memory would go in and like memorize pages and then, and then like write them down and then publish them, you know, because uh, he wasn't allowed to take them out and he wasn't allowed to take writing stuff in, I guess, which is a weird rule sad if you're letting academic study. I, I, I heard the second hand. Um, and, um, so he said apparently that he saw a well-known Rishon who uh, who who overtly like condemned the the Zohar as a forgery, and then someone in Yeshiva said like, well, why don't you publish it? And he's like, like I'm not going to risk my like my career, my life to like do something that's going to like shatter like so many Jews uh, beliefs or whatever. You know? So that's like a that's you know whatever that's like Volpe that I heard, but. Uh, but at the time, but you look at stuff like Sefer Karin, you know, like Sefer Karin expresses doubt as to like whether the beliefs in the Zohar, he quotes it, but he expresses doubt as to whether the stuff is like legitimate or not, you know, and um, and as we'll see, there are people who who like vehemently held that it was not authentic, okay, but that's the thing is that it's not unanimous, and I feel like because now it is portrayed as unanimous, then this fact gets forgotten, yeah. And it's published one, the 12, 13 uh, I believe the exact dates were between the late 1270s and then 1310. I think it stopped, or it was that at the end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, published like, like not all at once. So I I I, I forgot what Gershon Shalom said, but I, I think it was uh, it was circulated in different versions uh, among a small circle, and then like published in different uh, you know. Um, uh, to, in different editions or whatever, you know. I don't know the. I, I don't remember the details. I can look up. Okay, Lamros Chiluke Hadeos. Despite the different opinions, Lo Arhu Hayamim Achadatem Shalham Anikim Tokif Mechayev Lesefer Zohar Nitzcha Vazohar Nefnas Ladama Ubatara Shal Masoras Yisrael Nizkadish Besochelke In Piragli Veula Yesh Lomor Gam Kanuni Shal Torah Balpeh. So before too long. Then the Sefer Zohar became, uh, its eternity became necessitated and it entered into the flesh and blood of the Messorah of Israel and became sanctified as an integral component. And maybe one can even say canonical, right? It's a canon, part of the canon, Jewish canon of Torah Walpat. Below Rock Batur Sefer Hamakudash, not only as a holy book, not only as like a holy book, but as something that dictates our actions, okay? Um, the Ela Asher Lo Tazen, and which, one, which actions we do and which ones we don't do. And sometimes it seems like it even has the power to change the longstanding minhagim. Okay, and, and this we're aware of, right? There's lots of things where there's a certain minhag, and then the minhag changed because of the Zohar. Okay? Like what? Like everything. <laughs> no, like, um, uh, so I can't fully answer the question because I always forget what's from the Zohar, what's from the Balkans and what's from the Ari, right. you know? I know the Ari's not like did a lot of stuff. Right. Uh, ironically, he didn't want to do that, but his followers, uh, did, but yeah. Um, anyone have any Zohar Minhagen that, uh, he's going to give examples later, but. Oh, in Kiddush. Yeah. Well, Brich is from the Zohar. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, right. I know that it's... Yeah. Like, yeah, well, right? 
Yeah. I, I think, oh, it's adding, um, no. Okay. <laughs> I guess Why we don't know. <laughs> I guess it's infiltrated that deeply. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Why is he washing three times on both sides? Uh, see, that's the thing. I don't know. Is that the Zohar or is that the Ari or that uh, like what? washing three times Dhaka? Yeah. I, I don't know. I I, I don't. I, I get my uh, Kabbalistic streams mixed up, you know. Um, <laughs> Okay, Lona Lachan Lechna Reish Besefer Sefer Ben Yochai Rahag Moshe Kunitz. I don't know all these people, by the way, so forgive my pronunciation. Amud Kuflam Dvav Elach Shamofia Rishima Gdola Shel Hilkos Halakos Pesukos Shemakorim Tahor B'Divrei Zar. So that's where you got to look if you want to find halakos that come from the Zar. Okay, so he's referring to there. Me'achem Shedvacha Hazohar of Niskava Aide Klaisar. Once the Zohar. Merited it was was accepted by Kalisrael. It was only so then um, the only people who continued to deny it were individuals who saw that its Torah, that its teachings, were dangerous and antithetical to the Torah of Israel. Okay, so individuals. Ladugma, for example, Harav Yehuda Ari Mimodina. Okay, Mimodina is in Italy. Hachacham Shadal. That's another thing Shadal is known for, is challenging the legitimacy of the, of the Zohar, okay? Um, I mentioned he was anti-Kabbalah, uh, I guess that's one of the reasons. So this is that Kafif's father. I think, say again? I feel like grandfather also, yeah. So he'll, he'll describe him in a second. Shehekim estnuos hadardayim, right? You know about the Dardayim, right? The Yemenite... Uh, anti-Kabbalists. And I guess the Yemenites were sharply divided into the Yemenites that were um, influenced by Kabbalah and those that were anti. Uh, who saw themselves as continuing the, the intellectual school of the Middle Ages. They put away the 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 uh, the Zohar and the, and, and the Kabbalah with the, with two hands, right? So again, that was the thing that Rav Yehiel waged war on the Zohar, and like people tried to assassinate him uh, because of the, of the degree of opposition, and it didn't turn out well. And like, and we're gonna see later on. There's there's um, questions of could you count them in a minion? They're okay. dying, yeah, because they reject the Zohar. Yeah, okay, so that's that's uh, that's we're gonna see that in a little while. Okay, uh, not that like this. Like tangent thing, yeah. But, like it's just interesting to note that when the Rambam was originally published, he was also very rejected by a lot of people. Like, right. Yeah. Right. That's true. But it it is interesting though that he was rejected in um, specific things were rejected. You know, yeah. when no one rejected him wholesale, it was uh, like the stuff he wrote about God in the Sefer Hamada or like the more Yeah. Um, also, he wasn't claiming to. Right, it's a different kind of rejection, right? It's not a rejection of authenticity, it's a rejection of disagreeing with it, yeah. which again, Yuki Kapak did both, you know, yeah. Okay. Aside from those who deny Kabbalah as a whole and Zohar in particular, so there were among the believers in the teachings of the Kabbalah, those who determined the the uh the ascribing of the Zohar to the Tana of Shem Okay, so so he's gonna split this into two groups of people who believe in the Zohar. So one says it's Shem Ledumba, for example, Agaon Yabetz. Uh, you know who the Yabetz was? I only learned this on Pesach. Uh, Rav Yaakov Emden. I've heard of Rav Yaakov Emden. I heard of the Yabetz. I didn't know they're the same people. Yeah. Oh wait. 
Is that true? Hold on. <laughs> Am I getting mixed up? Or you don't sound Ibushits? No, no, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, it is. Okay, good. Because he was against Ravionis and Ibushits. And for some reason, the t at the end of Yabet makes me think it's like an I like Ibushits. <laughs> yeah. Um, his name was. Oh, and, and he's the, oh no, he's the son of the Chacham Svi. That's the acronym Yavet stands for Yaakov Ben Svi. There you go, Chacham Svi. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Luduma Hagon Yabet Hamin Bhum Odo Bhagmas Haraz. So Yaakov Emin believed with all of his might in the secret uh wisdom. And he was a huge expert in all of the Kabbalah. Nevertheless, Hera Barayas Khotkos Besifro Mitpachas Svarim Shiish Halakim Gadolim Bizar Shiev Charlia. So uh nevertheless, he um he uh demonstrated through clear proofs in his book. The book cover, <laughs> uh, that there are huge parts of the Zohar that are impossible to be. Okay, so in other words, like this, I think this is another big mistake is that there are people who think that if you deny the Zohar, you're denying Kabbalah, you know. And this is a person who held by Kabbalah but said that the Zohar was uh, had a huge parts that were not uh, legit. And that's why, like, when you were asking, this whole thing came with the QA on that Friday or that day before I left for Pesach. That like what about the grub, you know, and like the grub of the cobbles, and he he like holds by the zohar. Well, just because you're a cobbler doesn't mean you hold by the zohar, and just because you hold by parts of the zohar doesn't mean that you hold you hold by the whole zohar, and just because you hold by the whole zohar doesn't mean that you hold their shim bar yafai, okay, which he's gonna flesh out, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it should be a, a children's book <laughs> or a pesach song. <laughs> I want to add, on. yeah, Rebecca Emden. I'm pretty sure he got into like wars about like. The legitimacy of like the sitter, like what parts of the sitter were real, what was that? There's a Yaakov Emden sitter up there, which yeah. I think has a lot of that. Like topic. I think he's like a major like literary critic and whatever. Yeah, and that's probably related to his critique of the Zohar, yeah, like, like uh, yeah, criticizing the uh, the authenticity. Um, okay. He also held. We have to emphasize that he also held that there were parts of the Zohar that came from the Masora from the earlier sages. So he holds that there were like literal Torah Baltaya from Moshe Misinai in the Zohar. And that's why he cites from the Zohar sometimes. He, that he's, without a doubt, he saw at least parts of it as a book that's founded in the mountains of, of Kodesh. The essence of this is a, 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 a clever pun. The essence of the Zohar is like the is kadosh, like the etzem of the the heavens for brilliance. But using the word etzem equivocally, right? The etzem, like the the core of it, not the entirety of it. You know, of uh, a He's not talking about all of it. Okay, that's the Rav Yaakov Emden. Okay. The Yavets who received the Zohar, accepted the Zohar in its entirety, but proved that parts, big parts of it, were not uh, transmitted, uh, and they're not from Shimon Bar Yochai. What? Uh, what? 
Why why is that fun? Oh, that is good. The pun for those who want to decode it is Atik Yomin is a name for God. And Atike Yomin is like the transcribers. Yeah. Is that what you were saying? Oh, I didn't know what it meant. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You're right. You're right. Okay. Is that a name given in the Zohar or that's a Atik Yomin? Yeah. I always forget if that's in Sefer Daniel. Ah, okay. I don't remember. Uh it should be easy to find. So there are those in the Haredi world who um, transform the question of the source of the Dohar, which in truth is a historical question, into the subject of the foundations of the Ikari Emuna. Okay, yeah. So that every Jew is obligated to believe uh, with the full might of its Kedush, in the full might of the Kedush of the Zohar. Um, and also that Shem Bar Yochai was the author of it, and anyone who denies it is going to get punished uh, by God for his lack of Amunah. Okay? The Haredim. And he's going to say specific ones. Okay. Uh, not all the Haredim, but people in the Haredi world. So some people who hold that if who 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 judge that if you deny the uh, the attribution of the Zohar, not just like if you deny the Zohar, if you deny the Zohar itself, but you deny the attribution of the Zohar, you're an apikoritz gamor and you have no chelik on lomhava. Right. No, no difference. Right. Just like you believe most of the Torah, Okay. Right. Yeah. Then your your of course and your wine is a yain nesach. Okay. Um, in fact, I don't know if he's going to quote this, but I have an example of this. Um, so in the um, the uh, Biala Hasidim, right? Uh, you know about this? The Biala Hasidim in their 13 Ikarim, in their, in their Siddur. Okay, so you have the first six, first seven are normal, right? So let's say like the seventh one is um uh eight is okay good nine oh sorry so i guess they hold on oh no no sorry, sorry it's not it's not the same eight I believe with all my uh that the entire Torah that we have in our hands now the Torah's Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai okay and the Torah of Rebbe the Torah of Rebbe Yitzchak Luria, the Torah of Rebbe Yitzchak Luria, the Hanesuna Lemosha Rebbeinu Alav HaShalom. They just put in those three, the three things of the Kabbalah. Yeah. <laughs> they specify them, right. And then they also do that with, uh, oh, sorry, they did They did modify the six acre. That's what I thought, I wonder. Ani Mamin Ve'munah Shalom Shekol Dibra HaNavim, the Torah of Rebbe Shimon Bar Yochai, the Torah of Rebbe Yitzchak Luria, the Torah of Rebbe Yitzchak Luria, the Torah of Rebbe no difference between the Baal Shem Tov and the Nevi'im. Oh, that's that's a Yitzchak Luria. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's like you know. Wasn't that already covered by the Eighth Degree? Um, 
Well, there's one Nevi'im and then the Torah. Yeah, yeah. Do they hold like Biari is like some like Torah status and like? It's a good question. I mean, you know, when uh, when the Ramam this morning was talking about um, the people who are confused about what the authority of the Nevi'im is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, right? If they're holding that, literally, they're literally putting it in the same icker. Right. Well, I mean, I guess if they hold that, like, then it would be the same. Yeah. Right. So it's just. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's funny though the well, Chimbari because, uh, yeah, Mosherbino is a little bit different. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure, Wait, did I read? I read Mosherbino. Or, or did I just read the Nevi'im? Was that eight? Uh, no, that was Torah Mishmaim. Let me see. Mosherbino is number seven. Oh. No, Mosherbino they they have uh, by himself. Uh-huh. So the Nevi'im and the Torah Mishmaim. Oh yeah, it's, it's from the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, so uh, Wait, is, that, is that them saying that it's part of the message? I don't know. They might hold it as a new revelation. New older. No, no, no. Uh, oh, you mean when they say it's from from Moshe Bam? Yeah. Uh, you're, well, they might hold that it's expounding on things from Torah. You know, okay. not that it was like the specific thing that was passed on. Like uh, the reason why I'm saying that is because there's a, there's I think there's a statement of um, I don't want to say who it is. It's one of the Hasidic Rebbe's. I just don't want to misquote him. That um, that he viewed the Ramban as a Kabbalist. Until the Baal Shem Tov's revelation came and overrode the Ramban Kabbalah, hmm. like so, the Ramban was actually going based on real Kabbalah, but then the Baal Shem Tov got a new revelation that superseded it. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, so then he says, uh, "So we just Okay. Oh, here's okay. Rak Achrona. We're on the, that third paragraph there. Rak Achrona Nidfasat Shubas Mehagon Rafheim Kanievsky. Heard of that name? Yeah. That's the Stipler Gon, right? Let's check. Uh, isn't it no, yeah. Oh, this is a, I was okay. Kanievsky. So, who was the stipler? Maybe Yakov. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yakov Kanievsky. Yeah, yeah. So, this is the son of, of yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. Okay. Which one? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, he held. This previous paragraph? Yeah. That anyone who says that if you don't hold your invite, you invite high, is that's okay, like, that's just stupid. No, I'm saying, like, if we're not judging. <laughs> I don't even know, like, why that's even necessary to bring in. Like, obviously, that's not true. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. Okay. If you denied that the Mishnah reflected towards Baal Pegim to Moshe at Sinai, would we say that you're a Kofir? Yes. Right? Yeah. So if they're equating this with authentic teachings of Torah Baal Peh, but if I said I believe everything the mission says, but I don't believe it's written by Rabbi Huda Hanasi, I don't. Right. Think, I don't think I have, I'm a cover. Right, that's true. That part's yeah. true. Yeah. All right, that part I, yeah. I, I, I would agree with is um, I don't know if I would agree with the word stupid, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I will say, um, there are just to say that Rabbi Huda Hanasi didn't write the mission. <laughs> yes, that's very complicated. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, Yosemi Zaymatina Shish Forts. I just read that. I think that means he passed him with a sharp knife, right? Uh, so if you don't believe in it, in the, in the, now I don't know what he means by Basefer Hazohar. I don't know if that means the authenticity or the attribution to Shumbar Yachai, but you don't count for a minion. Ulam Maran Harashal. 
There's yep. not any more student than yeah, necessary, right? Um, no, it's not. Yeah. Um, Ulam Maran Ha Rashal. Now, okay, I think this is Hagon Rav Avadia Yosef, but you know who Rashal is? Yeah, I wish he, I wish he expanded on these. I don't know who, who they are. Um, he passing about these, you know, the Yemenite Dardaim in our days. who don't believe Mazar, they don't uh, he he passing they're not counted as Kofrim. He owes since that really foundationally they do believe. But they're in the the the, the realm of that they haven't like been the gates of light haven't been opened to them yet. So this is what he writes. I don't know that is. Um, uh, hold on. Yeah. So he doesn't remember if it is um, regarding the joining of Minion or buying Sifre Torah and Mzuzas from uh, Sofer, who's a Dardai. Uh, I think I know people who only buy from them. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right? Yep, yep. Um, because uh, I think the issue is that the many Sofrim have Kabbalistic Kavanos when they write God's name and that those are potentially problematic according to <laughs> Yehud Hashem. So that's an ironic thing. So I guess it's good for everyone's business. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> So, so he asked the question um, whether they count as kofar. So he said it. The, I think again, I still think it's a value tip. He said it's difficult to say that. The Zohar was hidden away for many years. And once it was revealed, they found many problems with it. Shaladatam, that according to their opinion, Maristira Lenemar Batora are contradictory to what is written in Torah. Um, oh, by the way, if you uh, are interested in that, there's this uh, anonymous document that was released uh, in the 2000s online uh, called the Tohar Hayyihud, uh, which is an English, like it's, it, it purports to be like an English expose of all the heretical things in the Zohar. Um, so, like, that's the stuff, and we don't know who wrote it. Um, we thought, we, we don't know who wrote it. Like, we, I mean, I don't know who wrote it. We thought it was a bunch of people, like we had a bunch of cameras that we thought it was around here. <laughs> Turned out to not be. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, okay. You'll tell me afterwards who you thought it was, and yeah. I'll tell you if we asked them, but uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but, uh, but but that's the nature of the opposite. That, that's something else that we haven't really talked about yet. There's opposing it on the grounds of like historical issues, but the Dardaim opposed it because of heretical issues. You know, like there are actually like problematic teachings in the Zohar that, so that they held. Um, uh, that's why they don't believe in it. You can't judge them um, what we accept the Zohar as the fact that we accept the Zohar as the Khalib Torah must be we. It's because all of these Gadol Yisrael in that period and after it, including the, the Shokhan Arach, accepted it as, uh, as true. So he's saying you can't count them as Kofrim because they have reasons to reject it and they haven't seen the light. Yeah, okay. Uh, that's a long footnote, right? Next page. So far, he's only said the Yavid. Yeah, so far, yeah. And I, this is why um, I started to highlight, like, it's good to have a list of, like, 
sometimes I want to like extract the sources from this, just have a list of who holds what about the Zohar. Right. But yeah. Okay. Yesh Lahavi Smukin Ladri Harashal Mimash Kasaf Harashash Pikidushav. Lashabs. Is the Rashash the one in the back of the Gemara that when you, you're flipping through Savial Elm Rashash? But I don't really know who he is. Um Lushabas you're not called a co- so he says you're not called a coker until you've investigated uh, all of the other uh, possibilities of but if you haven't investigated then you're not a coker okay so he's distinguishing between someone who's not who doesn't believe and someone who's a, a coker Umishalo Lamad et Hatsugya. Yeah, Charlie Gross uh Likro is a coker. You can't call someone a coker if he hasn't learned the Sugya. So Ram might disagree, but Vim Kak, Amar Harashash, Al Elush Enama Minin Batorch Balpe, Kavakomer, Al Elush Enama Minin Bazohar, we brought Elush Enama Minin Shiniktav Aide Rashbi. So he's saying if the Rashash is saying this about Torch Balpe, like let's say someone just doesn't believe in Torch Balpe because they haven't looked into the Sugya. Okay, so the Rashash is saying you can't call them a coker. So Kav Gomer, if you haven't looked into the Zohar, I don't know why he feels the need to bring this in here, but yeah, I guess he's trying to be Malone's close. Okay, yeah. Another thing, um, people are going to reject the Zohar on ground that it's contradicting the Torah. Wow. I feel like the people who believe in the Zohar, I mean, either they would say whatever, I don't know what they would say, but they could potentially say, oh, it's a metaphor, it's not a literal kind right. of thing. Yeah. They could always just weave their way out of it. Yeah, that was my big bone to pick with the Zohar Hayyichud, which is that the whole Zohar is supposed to be Kabbalistic teachings, and the way that you teach Kabbalistic teachings is in Mashal. Right. So, like, you know, you can argue that the Mashalim are inappropriate, because some of them really are. I uh, heard it was a lot of stuff in there. A lot of sexual stuff, yeah. you know. Um, and But, like, to say that it's, like... Um, hmm? Not quite as explicit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's just say Art Scroll would have an allegorical translation according to Rashi if they published the Zohar. Yeah, um, but uh, but yeah, yeah. You could say that it's not meant to be um, uh, not meant to be taken literally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Bishelas Mechabro Shel Zohar regarding the question of the authorship of the Zohar. Yish Peir Gadol Bein Mash Efshar Lachanos B'Shem Hayahadus HaOrthodoxis. I bet it must drive people crazy there and pronouncing this with Ashkenazic pronunciation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why are you clenching your fist, John? Um, uh, there is a huge, uh, I forgot what pear is with an iron. Not a fruit. Uh, a gap. There's a wide gap between what can be considered to be under the name Academic Orthodox Jewry, Ubain Hayadu Hamasortis, and traditional Jews. Okay, so Orthodox academic Jews and uh, traditional Jews, meaning the non-academic Jews. Like Orthodox. Yeah, Orthodox, right? So for example, like like you know, like he is a Orthodox academic, you know, Berman is an Orthodox academic. As opposed to an Orthodox layman? No, as opposed to like let's say like um, you know, a uh, um, you know, uh, other Gedolim, oh, okay. not in the academic world. Nah. Yeah. Bein Yehudei HaAkademia Ubeinehem Gam Tamid HaKadolim Gedolim Medaktikim B'mitzvot Kala Kavakamura Umamin B'tudu Shesu Kabbalah. So among the Jewish academics, and including great Tamid HaKadolim who are, who are uh, exacting with mitos, light and like uh, like the stringent ones, and they believe in, in the Kedush of Kabbalah, uh, this is a dramatic line, 
That's why the wind kicks out. Eneni Hoshev Shish, a few Echad, Bukhoha Olam, Shakibo, Es Yukusar, Shalazar, Larafi. He doesn't think there's a single one who accepts the attribution of the Zohar to Shimbar Yochai, all the Tanayim Aferim, or to any Tanayim. Of all the academic, of all the academic Jews, even one who believe in the Kedusha of the Kabbalah. In any part. In, in any, uh, any part of it. Let's see what he says about that. Uh, he says, And if there are those who do believe that, it's only for like a... a like a like particles of the safer or like a core of the safer sprinklings of the safer okay vulai rakla kama rayonos or maybe just a couple of thoughts in the safer okay of a low la safer kulo or filo rubo but not the entirety of it and not the majority of it how do we know like how would you know how much is written by the zone like if it's unattributed maybe a lot so a big thing that gershon sholem writes about in his lecture and i actually i should i should mention this back then gershon sholem was the first academic to study the zohar he's not the last not the last, and there are people who disagree with him on such. Um, but his big arguments were philological, like language-based. You know, for example, like certain, we know what Hebrew was like from the second century, and we know what the Hebrew was like of one thousand one hundred years later, or whatever. You know, and there are certain words, styles, phrases that just were never used then, and idioms that were only used in Spain, where Moshe de Leon like was <laughs> writing his books. And then there's certain idiosyncratic things that Moshe de Leon himself uses in all of his books. And like, they only show up in the Zohar, you know, and like certain like things that are like Spanish words that are in the Zohar and Greek words that are in the Zohar. And like, you know, so, and like people from a later date, you know, that, so like, where would you think that there are things that are old? Um, I, 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 I'm not sure what basis they would say that there are things that are old, but that's how they like say that the, that these other parts are new, you know? Okay. Yeah. But I mean, they really read through his lecture, like yeah. to get the full scope of it. That was like pretty evident in like the last paragraph where he said it's clearly the same author. Mm-hmm. It's like in the style. That's what he holds. Yeah, right. Yeah. And he, he does, he, he gives really, really good arguments, you know, he arguments about how like certain things, certain books that Moses de Leon wrote before the Zohar, he thinks were basically like seeding the book buying market for revelations that would come in the Zohar, like, like, like mar- good marketing type of thing, you know, like, um, yeah, yeah. Okay. So anyway, so, 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 uh, majority of Orthodox academics, sorry, all of the Orthodox academics hold that the Zohar was not written by Shem Barakai. And if there are some, then, then it's like little bits and pieces. I'm not exaggerating if I say that this matter is obvious in their eyes. Bork that's got to be a Gemara idiom that I don't know in Aramaic. Okay, um, that part's not obvious to me. <laughs> All right. Uh, what? I was thinking of Kutach also. Yeah, are eggs in, in Kutach obvious? ברור שנית. אני אגיד מה קורה. 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 אני אגיד מה ק
and off the record, I just don't want to say his name, which, you know, uh, and, and, and he said that, like, of course, the Zohar is not written by Rakhai, but, like, I can't, like, teach that, as my opinion, because then I'll get fired. Oh, he definitely said that in class. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I remember, like, I would... Yeah. Okay, yeah. It might, it might be the class defense. Might be, yeah. We're talking about someone who, of all the people we know in our lives, might literally have the manuscript of the Zohar. <laughs> Is that who we're talking about? Oh. <laughs> He's the type of person who would have that? I would probably okay, we're talking about that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not curious. another person in my mind. Okay, that's who you were thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, fine. I mean, she, she definitely heavily indicated. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, I think he teaches with heavily, like, winking, you know, yeah. uh, when he presents the Soviet. He didn't. No, I didn't. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Oh, I thought I heard something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm blanking out his name, so I couldn't Okay. Um, um, next page. Uh, indeed, even if Ah im chachmi ha'akademia hersiku lachas, matzina yisod halaki l'shitasam b'divrei kama gedoli yisrael mikadmas dana. The notes of Lahayabets. It's like he's talking directly to you. <laughs> okay, he's saying, uh, e- even though they follow the path, we f- we find um, the foundation of their shita among the Gedolei Yisrael from before this period. In addition to the Yabets, Shehelu Spekos al Davar Chibur Sefer Zohar, who raised doubts about the composition of the Zohar. Lepachot v'cholakim imena, at least part of it. Ukmuvan Yeshev Dal Gadol Ben Ela Shekofin B'Hakdam B'Kadmus Hazohar Bichlal Ben Ela Shesorim Shish Hostafos Po V'Sham. So he said, there is a difference by, between those who deny the, um, what's, what's Kadmus here? Not Kadmus on like eternity of the Zohar. That's, of course, we um, Was it? Oldest. Yeah, like, but there's a better word than oldest. Ancient. Ancient is, there's a word I'm looking for. Yeah. Not ordinary. Not ordinary, no, no, no. Like the, the old age of the Zohar, but. Antiquity. Antiquity. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Yeah, good, good. Um, yeah, that they, uh, that they, so there, there's a difference between those who deny the antiquity of the Zohar. And then those who hold that it was written a while ago, but then it was added to. Okay. Um, just like there are there, there are additions to the Talmud Bavli that were added by the Tavarayim. Um, uh, okay. Uh, Ready for a big name? The Ramah. Okay. Um, lift your eyes and see that even the Ramah, even he wasn't clear on who the author of the Zohar was. This is his lesson of the Darchim Moshe, uh, which is the commentary on the tour. Shamati, I have heard, underline, that the general author, uh, that the author of the Zohar is the, is the Stam Rabbi Shimon who's mentioned the Talmud who's Shimon Bar Yochai. Hmm. I mean, you've heard that if you ever read the book, you would know that that's the claim. Uh, uh, no, no, but what he's saying is, he, he, I think you got to read what he's not saying. What is he not saying? That it is, yeah. right? He's saying that he's heard, you know? Right. Yeah, right. He wanted to sell the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay, so that's that's that, that's an example of raising doubts. Halakha Shashama, Bloyada Bavira. You see, he heard, he knows definitively. Story number two. Well, yeah. But I was just saying, the fact that he's saying that he heard, it almost seems like he never actually read it. Because in like the... the yeah, I have to see it in context. Okay, you know, yeah, where, where the right, end. Because right. in that other thing, the guy said that he references himself. Right, right, right. So if, mm. if you read it, you would know that's the point. Right. I mean, the way Rabbi Shapiro is interpreting it is that like, 
he's just expressing doubt about the authenticity of that claim, not that he's expressing doubt about uh, about having heard that claim, you know? Yeah. Um, so the Psalm Sofer says in his Chuvos Chelik Vav Simen Nuntes, Lagavi Divri Hagon Yabet, Specifero Mitpach of Tsparim, Davrogado Dibra Hanavi Zal, Bainianze. I don't think he means a Navi in the same sense um, that like the Bialach Hatsinim do. Um, so, so the Chassam Sofer does not like what the Yavet said in his book, uh, that the, um, uh, that he, he, uh, I don't know why he's calling him a Navi, but the Navi spoke something that will make desolate all who see it. Maybe it's like, uh, like saying the opposite, like instead of insulting him, he's calling him a Navi. Could be. Could just be that he has a really high opinion of him, and then he's saying, but that this thing is astounding. I don't know. Harav Moshe Punitz, that was the one who we quoted earlier, Katav as Sifro Ben Yochai, he wrote a book called Ben Yochai. Kidei Ladakos as Kol Rayosa, Shalhagon Yabetz. Oh, fine. So he wrote a book called Yochai to refute all the proofs of the Yabetz that Shimba Yochai is not the author. It's a good way to name it. Elo Shagam Hu Heirshish. But even he admits that there are some portions of the Zohar that were written at the time of Amorayim and even some of them in the Sabarayim. Okay, so he's one of the guys who holds that it was uh, added to. So Okay, there's too many people quoting too many people. That the Chassam Sofer, he says that the Chassam Sofer said that sweet to me are the word, the dear words in the book Mipacha Sofrim, sweeter, those are sweeter than the responses of Bar Yochai. In other words, he is, this, the owner of Kunitz is saying that, that the Chassam Sofer said, This is definitely good. Sofer is saying he's like, he likes the, um, yeah. Right, exactly, yeah, yeah. The questions are better than the answers, yeah. Okay, so that's like a confusing sentence. That it's more fitting for the book, Mitpachas, to come from Rav. Moshe Kunitz, then the book Bar Yochai to come from the Gaon HaMakubu Yavetz. He's basically, I think saying that the Yavetz did a better job writing his own book than the Moshe Kunitz did writing his book. But since the over agrees with the conclusions of Moshe Kunitz, he's basically like he's wishing, I wish that the Yavetz had written the book that supported the Zohar because he did such a good job arguing than the book that, that went against the Zohar. Mm-hmm. Who, who is the other again? Uh, Rabbi Yaakov who was the one who believed in the Kabbalah but completely rejected the authorship of the Zohar. Yeah. The Adua. Did he reject it or rejected parts? Um, didn't he reject the attribution of it to. Uh, maybe he was rejecting the attribution of it to. Um, right, he wasn't. Was he rejecting what it said in the book? Oh, no, he said that there were small parts of it. You're right, it wasn't completely. Yeah, what was that? Is he rejecting what was said in Zohar? Uh, uh, no, the, all, the uh, uh, attribution. Yeah, big parts. Big parts, yeah. Big the attribution. We're not, we're not written. written. Uh, yeah. They're impossible. Definitely. Impossible, yeah. In any way. Right. Uh, okay, back to the page we're on. V'yaduusha b'sifro shal Rav Moshe Kunitz yesh kol kach devarim she'enam miskadlim alev kol ben das kefi shehera hachacham shin yud resh b'kuntreso nachlas Yehuda v'gon, what was that? 
Oh, there you're saying who it was. Vagon Reish Natan Dahan Balshul Meshiv Karl. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Okay. Next, this one you know. Kafirvina Hanoda Bihuda. Yeah, right. Famous Hanoda uh, Bihuda. He says like this: "Vine zelo yachishu kol balei hazohar balei kisve hari shein hazohar mukuba biad haumah haYisraelis dorach ador ishmi pi ish kamoshu mukuba yibideno hamishnah vhatalmud vavli vishami vesifra sifre vesifra v'tosafta umichlota mipiatanaim hamorayim." So he's saying it's known. No, none of the balei zohar or balei kisve hari would deny that the zohar that is was was passed down in the Jewish nation generation after generation is not like. Main negatives here, not like the passing down of the Mishnah, Talmud, Tosefta, all that other stuff. In other words, both of them were passed down, but not in the same way. Okay. Dorach Ador, Adfachmiya Mishnah, Talmud, Ba'atvam. Vehimi pi, Knesses Hagdola, mi pi anvim, ish mi pi ish, ad Moshe, mi pi agbura. Okay, so by all those Torah Balta works, it goes all the way back to Moshe. Umiata nidon kalvachomer, im ba mesh mukuba biadeno amro kal gadol, kol brisa delomas misnia. So we have a claw in our hands that any brisa that was not uh, taught by Rebichia and Rebushia, then we don't um, refute from it, meaning it's not authentic. You see that they were concerned that uh, about uh, error and confusion or distortion, right? Like they were confused about these things being distorted, meaning there's a cutoff point about authentic texts that we rely on and then ones that we don't. I don't know how to right? They say, is this, is this a correct version? No, it's a confused version. That's a punchline. How can we rely on writings that were found hundreds of years after Shimon Bar Yochai? Okay, right? The law of Rishon Bar Yochai Chasim Al Davar V'Davar. It's not like Rishon Bar Yochai signed off on each every statement. Vim Harbit Varim Yatsu Mimenu Miyodea Kama Nitosu Alehem. And if there are many things that come from it, I think it means many good things. Who knows what was added to it? Vafilu Ba'Othan Shiatu Mimenu Miyodea In Lo Nishtabshu. And even the stuff that came out from it from him, who knows whether it was confused? So that's extreme. Saying that we just that he's not denying that it came from Shimon Bar Yochai like whole 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 cloth wholesale. But he's saying this. You know, you see how when it comes to Torah Balpeh, how careful they were to guard against error, erroneous texts, and that was like continuously passed down. But with the Shimon Bar Yochai, with the Zohar, again, we're talking second century BCE in in uh, in Eretz Israel and Bavel. Thousand years go by, and a book shows up in Spain for the first time. So you're really going to say that somehow, like this is all clearly Shimon Bar Yochai, and if you deny one letter of it, then like you're a co-fair? Like that's ridiculous. Wait, so what was that thing with the Brexit that if it's not from these two people, then you can't argue on Mishnah? I think you were saying that if it's not from those two people, then you can't use it to refute the higher level text. Okay, I'm not familiar with that particular rule. So it's um. They compile the different prices that were floating around, and like they like, like that they did like an assessment of which ones were like accurate and authoritative, which ones were not. Yeah, and so any anyone that they didn't like sign off on uh, was like might have had might have been like inaccurate or like not not clear or and so that's mm-hmm. like, okay. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and again, just to just to um, to stress that point that I made just now, uh, that someone said it would be like. If someone claimed 
that there was a lost play of William Shakespeare that showed up in Georgia for the first time. Like, Georgia State. Yeah. <laughs> well, that state oh, I, uh, the state, state, okay. state Georgia. Yeah, yeah. Country Georgia is at least kind of close. <laughs> it's on the same continent, you know. But it's like, like, like we would at the very least be skeptical about it. Like, like somehow a play, you know, was not known and not talked about at all, and like it showed up hundreds of years later, thousands of years later, in a completely different like region. You know, like it's like you know that that that's the you know the, just to contextualize what the Nodabihu is saying. Yeah, but again, I mean. Would the Bialakha Sidim say that no, the Behud is a cover? Sounds like it. Yeah. I'm not even going to try that. Blackless. Darach, the Daracham show Rabbo Hanoda Behuda. So I guess this is a Talmud of the Noda Behuda. Vahayabets Udvar Kedarvonos. His words are like cattle prods. Um, he says, Ezek Kasavti Ladas Haisha Husha Sefer Zohar Kulo Kadosh. So I've written this according to the um, uh, according to or for the uh, the the man who holds that the entire Zohar is Kadosh. Well, on Yomer, but I say Harni Nishba Bator Hashem. Oh, this is very hurry of here. Okay, hurry has a cattle prod. Um, as a knife, yes. <laughs> I swear by the Torah Hashem. He's saying Shabbos Sefer Zohar Nimsu Kama Ziyufim Yekil Kulim. The the Sefer of the Zohar contains many forgeries and corruptions. Asher Hosifu that were added. But Allah Achas Mitamud Bavli Havayos Abay Brava Karush Yosem Mikosev Razar. So Allah Achas one page of the Talmud Bavli uh, uh, of of the arguments of Abay and Rava is more holy than the entire Zohar. Exclamation point! <laughs> you gotta love the added exclamation points. Kiim Emes Adavarsha Chibur Hazev Hu Miatana Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai Asher Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi Kibel Gamimenu Kimavur B'Hagamas Rambam the Sefer Hayat Chazaka. If it were true that the Sefer Zohar was written by Shimon Bar Yochai, who received it from, um, sorry, who Asher Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi Kibel Gam Humimenu that Rabbi Shimon Bar that Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi received it from Rabbi Yehuda knows who is after Shimon Bar Yochai. Um, as is clear from the Hagdamah the Yachazaka, Eglo Zahar as a Sefer Azeh, the Chiburo Shas, Mishnayos, Obushum Makom. Why didn't Rabbi Huda Nasi mention the Zohar in any uh, in any of his works, right? I mean, it's his Rebbe. Um, uh, and he was the Torah of uh compiler. But after Rabbi Yochanan, Shechibur Tamil Yushamis, okay, or Rabbi Yochanan who compiled the Tamil Yushami, Eno Maz Kiro Obushum Makom, he doesn't mention the Zohar anywhere. Rabino Ravashi, Shekhibu Talmud Bavli, Meir Shanim Akhra Khibur Talmud Yushami, Gayusop Amurayim, Belot Samu Remez Bakol Talmud Sefer Zohar, right? They didn't even allude to the Sefer Zohar in any of their Gemara, right? Right. And just to make that question stronger, yeah. there's also, like, there are allusions to books that, like, right. people look at. Exactly. Sefer Ben Sira and the Sefer Yitzira and, and, yeah, right, yeah. Um, Shlomo Melech Book Cures. Right, yeah. So even the authors of the Midrashim didn't mention the Zohar. Interesting. Gam, uh, see this type of argument I find very compelling. Yeah, okay. Gam Rabbanan Savurai. Right. 
Talmud Bavli Yushami. So all of those Rishonim didn't, and Kabbalah's Midrashim, all of them didn't know about it. They didn't see it until close to 300 years. Uh, after close to 300 years, uh, they said it was said it was found in a congregation that accepted it under its wings, like the Talmud Bavli Yushami. I don't know what you think about the 300 years thing. Yeah, with Lamar Rishonim. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out 300 years from whom. Maybe after these Rishonim. But it wasn't though. Yeah. It was like during their time. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Maybe three maybe he when would be Noda Yehuda? Maybe he lived after Noda the Yehuda. I thought he was um fairly late, but maybe not. No. Yeah, three uh so he lived in Noda Yehuda lived in uh, in the seventeen hundreds. Oh. Who's the last person he mentioned here? Sure. The tour. And the tour lived. Or the Yakushmoni, I don't know. Yeah, Yakushmoni, I'm not sure. Uh, the tour lived in the. He died in 1340. So I don't know. I don't know what he means by 300 years. Well, we got his point, though, right? Yeah. yeah. No one mentioned it. Uh, um, it's probably supposed to be Bar Yochai. I'm not trying to cast aspersions on Shim Bar Yochai. Okay. <laughs> He was one of the greatest Khatidim. El Aniomer Lav Gushpanka de Rashtiv It's not his signature. It's not his uh his imprints, right? I don't forgot what Gushpanka means. It's a fun word though. One of those fun uh fun Aramaic words. Um meaning words he's saying it's not, not written by him. Umishiesh lo khatidas. Anyone who has half a brain, half a mind, Yagi can will we'll say this. Exclamation. Shanim Rabos, the Mithfar. Right, I, I mentioned that there's many Tanaim and Arai mentioned who lived many years after Shum Bar Yochai. So how could he have written it? Meherachti b'zeh b'machom achim mipis sipurim mipis farim k'mavur b'sefer mitpachas l'algon moreno yabetz shakadar omer shachalu bo yadaim b'zuyafim v'cheshed v'cheshed asachacham rabbi Moshe Delion. So the Yabetz already made all these arguments, and and he suspected the uh, the Chacham Rabbi Moshe Delion of uh, forging it. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, is there an, an end section here? Uh, I, I don't mind going for 15 more minutes. Do you want to go for 15 more minutes? It's uh, 8.15. Yeah, okay. Ubachuba me ahava. Uh, I don't know who wrote that. Chilik alaf simen son of base. Kasav od. Oh, that's, that's the same person. It's the same one. Yeah. That footnote. Oh, okay. At the end of the quote. Okay, yeah, yeah. Benyon zeh. Var kasavi pa'amim rabo she'en raya mizohar shelo noda borer mihu hamalasif hamalaki etzefer azor v'harbi v'hosifu. So we don't know. Any, there's no raya for who who wrote it and uh, and um, uh, and who gathered it and compiled it. And they added a lot. Vayim b'hakdam also shel hagon bal tshuva me'ava letzefer avas David. A lot of Ava books. Prague tough kuf samech shelo nirta milatate mimichavu shel hamashor shiri tiferes who hamelit. Okay, so I'm not going to say all the uh, the titles there. So he's quoting the Chacham Naftali Hertz Vizel, 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 Vizel. Behine Devarav Shel something something Kfi Shit Sutitu Aide Hagra Blacklist. So he's saying, by my soul, I heard in my youth from the Gaon, uh, the Makubal, the, the Kabbalist, who knew the Zohar and all the books of the Ari Balpeh, who harav Yonas and Ibishitz. So that's the one that Rav Yaakov, and then I think uh, excommunicated, um, who was a big Kabbalist also, I think. 
שהיה אומר לשומי דבריו בענייני הקבלה, כשראה שהם מפקפקים בהם, אמר אם לא תאמינו אין בכך כלום. So he said, if you don't believe in these things, don't worry, כי אין אלו מעיקרי אמונתנו. They're not part of the Ikari Muna. Same thing, um, uh, he would say to people who brought premises from the words of Kabbalah to resolve uh, a Gemara or a Midrash, I don't want this. Uh, so I don't want you to try to answer stuff based on the Kabbalah. Give me Pshat and, and, uh, and that'll be good. Yeah. There's one. Nice. Okay, so apparently that's from the Zohar, huh. but you couldn't put on Tefillin the whole Moed. Really? That's what he's saying. I, I'm, I'm not researched the Tokyo. Yeah. What was that? That's like the, I think the dominant minnow. I think so also, yeah. I think like only like people of German descent and exceptions. Yeah, and briskers, I mean, I, I'm uh, under the impression that we front Tefillin Altenai. Oh. Okay. Okay. Or or okay. private. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um uh Kosiv, the Hiknizum Bisoka Safer Velomi Meno, Vinzo Kabalash and a Kabal negative Bahatamuch and Minahurayota. So he's saying that that sheet of the Zohar is an error that came from the person who wrote it and put it into this book. Uh and it's not from it. And this is not a Kabbalah that we received. Uh, that uh, sorry, and Veinzo Kabbalah and the Kabbalah, we, we shouldn't accept this Kabbalah against the Baha Talmud from whom uh, Hora issues forth. Hmm. Uh, I don't think it's uh, an I yeah. yeah, Mifano. I, I, the Mifano part, Mifano, but maybe that's a place name things on us. Shemaharam Provincialo. Okay, so he was very strategic uh, against the Zohar in his ordinary conversation, lest he be disparaged in the eyes of the lightweights of the world who are lacking in Amuna, and the Shem Shemayim would be um, uh, decorated. I don't know if that means that he spoke about it in a way that, like, concealed his opinion, that sounds like it, right? It sounds like it. Professor Yaakov Katz wrote in Bedvarim Elu Shemaharam Provinciali Shalal Esamitus Azor of the Kafar Bikdushato. So uh, this professor inferred from here that the Maharam Provinciallo denied the authenticity of the Zohar and denied its Kedusha. Rupiani decided the Ain Lahatig Mekanazom Bedvarim Shaharam Mahafano about Ain Safik Lagabi Maharam Provinciali Shaf in Kibir. As a so he says he doesn't hold that he denied it, but he says that um, it was uh, he didn't refrain from being suspicious of it. Okay, um, okay, another one. So he holds that the core of the Zohar did come from Rashbi and his 
his fellows, his contemporaries. He holds that there are parts that didn't come from Rashbi and the order didn't come from him. So basically he holds that there were there's good content from Shiva Chai, but like he he didn't order it. Okay. Okay. Ah Lo Halila Rakbi. Halila Halila was Rakbi. Oh Rabbi Abba, Asa Seder Hanim Sabiadino. Halila was them. That's clearly stupidity uh, and an error. This is a cute one. It's like those who hold um, that we should believe what is not true. Right? So he's saying, like, if you hold that the Zohar was written exactly in this way from Shri Barakai, that's like saying the Talmud from Avram Avino. This is the Yaakov Kanievsky, right? Uh, so he opened the Gaonim made it into a book. Is that really his name? The Reach Hatov? Okay. Okay, fine. So he's just giving more examples of people who hold that stuff was added. That's weird. I'm not going to translate that. The other is there. Amar Maran Hasam Sofer Kamoshe Tzitet Mimero Harav Rev Eliezer Lipman. We'll end after this paragraph. Nizza Sheshamami Pe Kadosh Ilohai Cholus Biad Adam Lhamid Midrash Rabbi Shimbar Yafai Al Taharan Lavaran Ma. Oh, this is a good good quote. If it were in the ability of a person to establish the Midrashim of Shimbar Yafai. In a pure manner, to separate them from what was attached, what was added to them by the Chachamim afterwards. We would only have a few pages. So, of the what do we say, 2,400 pages of the Zohar? He's saying if you just took out what was actually shown by you'd have a few pages. Okay. So he's saying they added so much that you can't tell what was there and what added. So he says, if you took all of the stuff out, then you'd have uh, only separate content. All right, so that's like part of it. Um, what I'd like to do, if it's okay, okay, well, let me actually just stop the shear here. Just give me one second. Um, stopping.
If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are mattschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbischneeweiss at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading, and thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.